0: Join Nick from In the Footsteps of Jesus and dig into the Bible with special guests. Drive time on Faith FM. Hello,
1: my wonderful friends. Uh, welcome to Faith FM Drive time BQ&A. We are planning to bring some music to you, but for some reasons we cannot uh, play music today. We'll try to sort this uh, out a bit later on, but it's good to have you with us uh, joining here on Drive time BQ&A. Uh, well, uh, today we have a very important uh, topic to talk about, uh, and I'd like to just um, uh, introduce you to the programs which we are going to talk uh, for the whole uh, week. Uh, uh, this program is uh, it's a program where we respond to difficult uh, questions uh, concerning uh, God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of uh, Bible uh, prophecy. Our theme for the week is the Bible, Jesus, and end times. And some questions which we are going to consider um, uh, during the week uh, are like, uh, did Jesus ever talk about the end times is uh, talk of the, the end times just sensational fear mongering apocalyptic books should they scare me and we'll end the week with uh, how do I live in the waiting time Our co-host today is Joseph Matichik and uh, Joseph is uh, the General Secretary for the South Australian Seventh-day Adventist Church and Joseph, it's good to have you with us today. Yeah, great to be here again, Nick. Um, yeah. Thank you no, very no, much. Now, I, um, I would like to introduce you with a bit of music before it, but uh, yeah, we just have that issue right now, and we sure. just apologize uh, for that. Uh, but that wouldn't stop us to go into this very important, very yep. uh, interesting um, topic, uh, Joseph, because we are going to talk about the uh, second coming of Jesus Christ for the whole, uh, uh, the whole week, and um, Now, uh, our question for today is, will our world ever end? Mm. And that's the the question we are going to deal with. Um, And, you know, there are certain um, things which uh, people are looking at when they talk about the end of the world. Now, not only people who believe in Bible talk about the end of the world. Mm. There are many other you know from different backgrounds which talk about uh, uh, the end of the world even people in the scientifical uh, from the from a scientific point of view they will have things to say that's right uh, about this but let's look at just a couple of um, um, some people who who are talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ for example there are three theologians here which I want to mention. Very early, after Jesus, right after Jesus uh, ascended, you know, uh, they will say things like this. uh, Well, it's about 500 years, you know, um, after, after Jesus ascended. And they will say that uh, the length from Jesus' ascension to the second coming of Jesus Christ is like the length of the Noah's ark for example, and this is what they said uh, uh, it's um, uh, Hippolytus of Rome, Sectus, Julius, uh, Africanus, um, Iranus, and later on in uh, 793, even uh, with a date on the 6th of April, the Spanish uh, monk uh, um, prophesied that the second coming of Christ and the end of the world will take place that day. He preached to a crowd of people back in six uh, of April um, 793 also um, looking here from, from another the, the Pope uh, Sylvester II he said that the millennium apocalypses at and the end of the, the time is after 1000 years from the ascension of Jesus Christ
0: mm.
1: now it's interesting enough that he was in that year speaking about this and the thousand years passed and that didn't happen now they have to reconsider that and they said okay we mis- made a mistake uh, it's not from Jesus birth but it's from Jesus uh, uh, baptism yeah. which means it will happen in 1030 whatever you know you know people are very uh, concerned about the second coming of Jesus Christ Joseph now uh, will our world ever end do you have anything to share with us from even from a scientific point of view some of the what papers or news uh, uh, may say about this? Yeah, it, it's it's something that has uh, been a topic f-
2: uh, of interest for for lots of people Nick and um yeah what you just shared there is um yeah a number of people down through history who have set dates really haven't they? Uh set dates for when um, uh when they think that the wor- world world could end and um uh, it shows that uh, we really uh, that's absolutely futile to do that. Um, I, um, uh, I'm thinking, Nick, of the fact that um, even um, you know, um, in more recent times, we, there have been some some, um, some fairly popular movies um, produced. You know, uh, Holly, Hollywood's even come in on, on this theme of the en- end of the world. Um, uh, films such as um, Deep Impact... Uh, a movie which um essentially uh depicts the idea of of this massive asteroid coming uh hitting planet earth and and, and sort of destroying it um uh, independence day uh was another uh, big movie a, a few years ago uh again based on this theme of um uh, the world coming to an end and they're uh, talking about you know, an invasion from a- out of space mm-hmm. and what life w- what potentially would be like and so uh, th- there there've been a few where you know Hollywood itself. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting though, Nick, with, with, in every one of those, essentially, um, uh, the, the movie is, is about how some people survive, how they manage to survive, um, through, you know, through their own, that they manage to find a way themselves to, to avoid the, uh, or escape or, or, or somehow save, save themselves. Um, when we talk about the end of the world, and, and you, you touched and asked a little bit about, um, anything from a scientific point of view. Well, I am um, I'm, I'm certainly don't claim to be a scientist at all, but um, um, I came across an article um, that uh, it was titled 10 Ways the World is Most Likely to End, Explained by Scientists. Mm. Interesting article. 10 Ways that the World is Most Likely to End, Explained by Scientists. Now, this was written in 2018. So... 2 to 3 years ago. Uh and in that article, it um it, it it says this. The Global Challenges Foundation, which works to reduce the global problems that threaten humanity, compiles an annual report on global catastrophic risks. Mm. And so this article uh was uh a write up of um or a, a summation of the um the report by the global challenges foundation um looking at the 10 ways that the that the world uh, could end um now um it it goes on and um it it says this the good news for us, this is what it said in the article, the good news for us is that scientists think the world will be habitable for at least a few hundred million more years. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, you know, will the world end? Well, according to you know, these the, the, the scientific uh, explanations given here, well, they say, yeah, it, it could end, but it's not going to end for a long time. Mm, mm. And But then he goes on in the very next sentence. Uh, so the good news is that, yeah, the, the scientists think the world will um, continue to be habitable for a few hundred million more years. Mm-hmm. The bad news, the article says, <laughs> the bad news is there's a lot that could change that. So uh-huh. <laughs> on the one hand, oh, well, yeah, it could end, but it won't be for a long time. Oh, but hang on. At the same time, we acknowledge that
1: things could change. And, and just on that one, uh, Joseph, we hear more and more that uh, in the way we're going right now, we can uh, run out of some uh, resources, and people say by the end of 2050, for example. Yeah. Or, you know, how that fill in with the, with all these, uh, you know, uh, claims, you know, and, uh, you know, what the, the scientific world will say that the, this world is... Going to go for millions of years, but in the end, we're looking at now with the technology we have, with the expertise we have yeah. right now, uh, to to bring the data together a bit more closer, you know, yeah. and still people realizing that we run out of things. Yeah, and and, and I, yeah, right, Nick, you're, you're very very right. That's
2: why you know, I guess this particular article is really, uh, it, it really isn't um, isn't reflective of um, what many many uh, learned people uh people who are keenly observing what's taking place people who are genuinely concerned for how things are going on our planet um th- th- yeah th- those people would not yeah th- this 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 article wouldn't align with what what those people are seeing as yeah. you're saying uh, particularly as far as our 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 earth's resources are concerned um many many people uh, Recognise and and it and it would have to be really genuinely accepted now, Nick, that um, our planet's um, resources are rapidly running out. Yeah. Um, fresh food, water, um, our environment um, uh, that, that that is having a, a significant impact. That the change, um, of course, you know, one of the things mentioned often is climate change. Now. Uh, All of that, a lot of people are genuinely concerned Mm -hmm. that um, life as we know it now, as as we have it, uh, won't be able to just keep on going indefinitely, or Mm. certainly not be able to keep on going for a for, for a long, long period of time.
1: Yes, uh, Joseph. Just before I'm going to mention something else, uh, I would like to give uh, our number for people who like to send us a message, mm, an sure. SMS, uh, and see what do you think, uh, yep. uh, listener out there, uh, will our world ever end? Yep. What's your opinion about this? You can uh, SMS right now on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. The number is zero four triple eight. 80811 and please let us know what do you think about this uh, topic now i was just thinking joseph this is interesting because can uh, you can look into uh, into the christian uh, environment you know mm-hmm. and uh, how christians think you know that in the recent years in the last period of time it's very much advocated you know that to save the world and that's a good thing you yeah? know save our planet you yes. know it's a good thing to th- like that. But when you look into the let's say from a Christian point of view from the Bible, it says that dramatic things will happen. Mm. We're talking about this whole week, the second coming of Jesus Christ. Mm. And the Bible says that when Jesus comes, this world will be destroyed. Mm. Now, when God asks us as human you know, the inhabitants of this world to look and and to, to look after this world, we messed it up. Yeah, And now, it's almost like opposite, you know, when God says it's time now to finish off, you know, this world, to put an end to sin, you know, and uh, we are waking up and say we are going to save the planet.
2: Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's right. I mean, in the beginning, God placed humans here uh, on this earth to to tend it and to keep it. And, um, uh, and, but, yeah, uh, unfortunately, our, our planet has been, um, so, so affected. Um, so much destruction, pollution. Um, so much of it um, caused by humans, clearly. And um, yeah, we we understand, and again, you know we um will we, we'll, we'll get into in a moment. What we're going to go through and, and look at you know, scripture, obviously on on this what what the Bible does does outline for us. But uh, what you what you are mentioning there is where we're going to head, and that is we're going to notice that. Um, um, yeah. Ultimately, Nick, we as humans will be unable to to save our planet. Mm, it, it, in mm. a sense, it's gotten too far. And uh, but we have the, the the good news, the hope there, that and the promise that um, yeah, God God will actually intervene. Yeah. Um, now, Nick, looking at th- this again, um, and 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 it'd be great to hear from from our listeners. Yeah, we want to be interactive here, don't we? Mm. So yeah, thank you for uh, putting that number out there and. Um, yeah, if we if we can, we'd love to hear from you. Um, what do you think? You know how and will our world ever end? So um, when when I referred to this article uh, in 2018, ten ways the world will end. Um, what were these ten ways? Well, let, let me just list them. Number one, uh, nuclear war mm-hmm. um, was number one. Uh, the fear of, the, I guess, of um, you know, um, some of the nuclear weapons that um, some of the superpowers around the world have um, being actually utilised and, and we know that the incredible power there is that it, it can actually um, could wipe us out. So n- number one on their list was nuclear war. Number two, biological or chemical warfare. Um, the third way that the world could end – Catastrophic Climate Change. Now, we he- we have heard and we keep hearing quite a lot about that one. That one's probably one of the most topical ones at the moment. Number four, Ecological Collapse. Number five, Pandemics. There's an interesting one. Remember, this was written in 2018. And uh, what are we going through at the moment? We're going through a significant worldwide um, pandemic known as uh, the coronavirus. Yes. Uh, and then the rest listed here, some interesting ones um, – perhaps even some fan- fanciful I think but anyway um, super super volcanic eruption uh, asteroid impact. Mm-hmm. Number seven, number eight, solar geoengineering. That is where the idea is, you know, as the earth's getting hotter, as the article talks about, um, perhaps we can deflect some of that heat, but there's a, there's an inherent danger in that, that, um, it could, um, yeah, lead to uh, the earth being burnt up. Number nine, artificial intelligence. And then I like the last one, um, on their list, unknown risks, <laughs> mm. unknown risks. So it's mm. like, um, Nick, well, yeah. The world could end, but you know, there's even a way that it could end in, in ways that we perhaps don't know. Um, now, it's interesting, Nick. A um, number of years ago, quite a number of years ago, famous poet Robert Frost asked a gentleman by the name of Harlow Shapley, um, who is considered as one of the founders of modern astronomy, he asked him the question, how is the world going to end? Mm. And Shapley answered that by saying that the world would end in about five billion years right. uh, when it would be burnt up by our sun uh, when it swelled, when the sun swells up. Or, he said, the earth will swing away from the sun and uh, it will fall into a permanent ice age. Mm. Mm. Uh, T.S. Eliot uh, composed a poem about the end of the world titled The Hollow Men, where he states that the world will not end with a bang, but disappear
1: with a whimper. Wow. That, you know, just very smoothly, just uh, disappearing, you know. That's very interesting. And uh, so, Joseph, how will our world end then? Uh, Will it um, ever come to an end? To an end? A lot of people think, um, hope, you know, uh, expect that the world will go on and on forever. Hmm. Here on Faith FM, um, we want to to know what the Bible says. Yeah. Would you be able to share with us uh, from the Bible, uh, Joseph, uh, what the Bible says about this topic? God
2: has clearly revealed to us in the Bible, Nick, uh, not only that the world will end, but it even describes how, how it will end. I want to begin um, f- with a, a, a significant passage of scripture uh, that's found in 2 Peter chapter 3. Uh, 2 Peter chapter 3 and um, verses 10, 10 to 13. And it says there this, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are in it will be burnt up, seeing then that all these things will be dissolved. What manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire will be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to His promise, look for a new heaven and a new earth, where where righteousness dwells.
1: That's where probably some people thinking that the, the heat, you know, of the sun will destroy this uh, this world. But the Bible interesting mentioning yeah. <laughs> something like that. That's right. The, the, the Bible Bible says here that the day of the Lord, um,
2: when it comes at um, in the, in, in the day of the Lord, the heavens are going to pass away. The earth's going to be burnt up. So uh, this world is going to be destroyed, Nick. Mm-hmm. When? When the, the day of the Lord comes, with the coming of the Lord. That's, that's the key thing here. Uh, it says here um, that... The day of the Lord, that's when the you know, elements are going to burn. It's going it's to melt. Everything's going to be uh, cons- consumed. Yep. Our, our earth uh, is going to be uh, d- destroyed. Uh, the Bible is clear that the world will end and that it will end with the return of Jesus, which we refer to from the Bible as the 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 theme of the second coming of Christ. Yes. So that's that that that's what we want to step. That's what the Bible is um, really pointing out here. We want to establish that the Bible is clear that yes, the world's going to end, and it it says that it will end with the return of Jesus Christ. The return of Jesus is actually one of the major themes of the Bible. Yes. Uh, it's interesting, Nick. There are there are some 1500 references to the second coming of Jesus throughout the Bible. On average,
1: one in every 25 verses talks about it. Wow. So and, and it's interesting that is not that much preached. Well, there you go.
2: There you go, you know. Um you know, we really should be majoring on on what the Bible makes coming of the yes, yeah, we yeah. should major in what the Bible majors, and uh, what we find here is this is a very uh, m- significant theme. Um, you know, Nick, uh, it's also interesting for every prediction that the Bible makes uh, or made about Christ's first coming, there are eight referring to his second coming. Wow! You know, a lot of a lot of people and you know, a lot of believers, a lot of Christians like to. Um, you know, talk about uh, Jesus, and um, you know he, he's he's coming here to Earth. Hey, and that's important. That that's must never underestimate that. That's 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 absolutely central. But just as he talks about that, for every one of those references, there are eight that talk about his second coming. His second coming, and. Um, yeah. Uh, notice, notice a number of passages. One of the the, um, the clearest ones is the promise uh, that Jesus Himself gave. This is John chapter fourteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me read this: John chapter fourteen, verses one to three. Uh, Jesus here says, "Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God; believe also in Me. In My Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you." I go to prepare a place for you. Now listen to these words. Mm. Jesus says, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Very clear. And receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. It is clear. It is, it is very, very clear. Jesus uh, clearly stated it. I will come again. Uh Let me share now from uh, another passage, Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 28. The Bible says this, So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Mm. That's a very, very important passage, because what you find here, Nick, is it's actually connecting... Jesus' first coming, yes, when he came uh, to um, to die on the cross for us, save us from our sins, and and, and connects his first coming with him coming a second time. Mm. Uh, it's 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 really linking the, the the two comings. Christ, who came once as a babe to this world, is going to come back. The Bible makes it really clear the two comings. The first coming, two thousand years ago, when he came to this world. And it makes it clear that he's going to come again. Uh, we, uh, we can then go to, for example, to um, uh, the, the, the book of Titus. And um, uh, Titus chapter 2 has uh, has another reference. And, and this, again, connects the two comings, Nick. Uh, Titus chapter 2, in verse 11, it says, For the grace of God that brings salvation... Has appeared to all men. Mm, mm. Okay, let me just pause there. The grace of God that appears, uh, the grace of God that brings salvation, has appeared to all men. What's that referring to? That's referring to um, Jesus' first coming, uh, Him in coming um, to to die on the cross for all people. Uh, and and it says that that's teaching us to deny ungodliness, worldly lust, that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. And uh, you touched on the you know, theme coming up, how do we live in the waiting time? Well, there, there, there's, there, there's part of the answer. So we won't look at that today. We'll yeah. save that for you know, the, later on in uh, the, l- yes. the week. But then look at this, the, the next verse, verse 13. Titus 2, verse 13. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Saviour Jesus Christ. Mm, mm. Okay. Yet another re- clear reference the Bible is clear on the fact uh, that that Jesus will come
1: again. Will come again. Yeah. And Joseph, uh, we are going to look a little bit more even in the manner Jesus will come. Um, now, I just remember um, a message came to us um, from our, one of our listeners and and just saying, yeah, uh, saying uh, why uh, do we tell people that Jesus is coming soon? Yeah, yeah. Um, hey it's great 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 to get this message
2: um yeah, that, that that's come through um, yeah because um, the 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 Bible says Nick um, uh, well we, we read at the end in, in, in revelation um, behold I come quickly and and um, and Nick what you mentioned right at, at at the start of the show there is the fact that um, many people um, have been uh, have have been setting times and dates for when when Jesus would when they claimed that Jesus would come back. Yes, um, Jesus said he will come again. He said that when he was here two thousand years ago, mm-hmm. and um, Christian believers have been teaching and preaching ever since then that Jesus is coming back and coming back soon. And uh, what our friend there has, has sent through the question there, Nick, is well, why do we keep saying? It, it's soon, when it's it, it's gone on for 2,000 years. Correct. That's a good question. Yes. That's a really, really, really good, good question. Um, l- let's just consider this for a moment. Um, Jesus, and uh, this is going to be looked at more, I think, um, in, in the next presentation here tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, about the things that are going to happen before Jesus comes back. One of the things that Jesus indicated is that the gospel of, um, the good news, that's the good news about Jesus, the message of salvation, the, the message um, that, that, that needs to go out to the world, that needs to be spread to everyone. They have, people have an opportunity to hear before he comes back. The Bible clearly says in Matthew twenty-four, fourteen. 14, um, uh, Jesus uh, um, gives people opportunities, Nick, to, to hear um, and to come to come to know him. That's that's part of the reason uh, that, ty- that time has gone on. Um, the Bible also outlines other events, Nick, uh, that are that are going to take place. Now that's getting into some other biblical topics, which mm-hmm. which we're going to explore over time. But um, uh, what we find there is that there are certain things that do need to take place before he can come back. Um, why why has it been two thousand years? Look, you know, I don't exactly know what, what and how long it might continue to be. Um, rather than maybe saying what, how long it's been, or rather, what we need to understand is what's God calling us to. He's telling us that He's coming back. He wants us to be ready for that. Mm-hmm. He certainly is coming back, and He wants us to share that with others. That's really what our focus should be. Um, and, and and I could just want to add one more thing in response to that that um, that question that's come through, Nick, and that is um, uh, the Bible tells us that. Lo- it says there in Second Peter, actually, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Yes. As some consider slackness. And then he says this, but he's long-suffering, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. And so what, what that is indicating to us is that um, we may think, oh, things have dragged on. Why is it so long? Why do we keep saying soon, soon, soon? Well, it's... It, from God's perspective, it's different. He's not being slack. He's just not wanting any to perish but all to come to repentance. Good question, though. Good question. So, what we've established so far, Nick, is is the idea uh, well, that the fact that the Bible makes it very clear that the world will end with the second coming of Jesus Christ. The Bible is also clear on the manner of Jesus' coming. Um, notice these these aspects that the Bible points out uh, and shares with us. First point about how Jesus will come back is that he will come back in person. In other words, his coming will be literal. When uh, Jesus was... Uh, about to leave his disciples, Uh, the Bible records that event in um, very interesting words. I'm going to read here from the the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1, Acts of the Apostles, Acts chapter 1, verses 9 to 11. Uh, The Bible says that when he, that is when Jesus had, had said these things to his disciples, while they were watching him, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who said, You men of Galilee, why do you stand here gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. And so what we find here is the description of the ascension of Jesus. Um, Jesus was there with the disciples and then he was taken up into the air, up into the sky, taken into a cloud, and these two beings, uh, which, which would have been angels, appeared and they, and they speak to the disciples who, who gather there remain, and they say that Jesus will come in the manner in which he went up into heaven. He went up himself. Literally, they saw him go, and so the Bible says that just as he went up, he, he it's he himself that's going to come back. Point number one about the manner of Jesus coming: His coming will be literal. Point number two about the manner of Jesus coming: His coming will be will be visible. Uh, in the Book of Revelation, chapter one. And and verse 7, it says this, Behold, he comes, referring to Christ, Behold, he comes with clouds, and every eye shall see him, even those who pierced him, and all the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen, it says. The Bible makes it clear that when Jesus comes, every eye will see him. So his coming will be visible. That's the second. First, it'll be literal. Second, it'll be visible. The third aspect about his coming that the Bible that the Bible tells us is that his coming will be, it will be audible. We'll be able to hear it. Uh, we find that described in First Thessalonians, chapter four, verses uh, sixteen onwards. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16 it says for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God. Notice here it, when he it describes the, the second coming of Jesus it makes it very clear that it's going to be an, an audible event. So his coming will be literal. In the manner that he, he ascended, he'll come back. His coming will be visible. His coming will be audible. The next aspect that the Bible describes to us is that his coming will be glorious. Glorious and, and the descriptions we find are these. Let, let's have a look at them. In Matthew, let me share this. Matthew, Matthew chapter 24 And, uh, verses 30 and 31 says this, and then he shall appear, sorry, and then shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. There you go again. There's, there's another reference that, that it, 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 it will be audible. Mm. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. But again, uh, the Son of Man will come in the clouds of heaven. How? With power and great glory. Uh, And then it it says he'll be accompanied with angels. So in the clouds, with power, with with, with great glory. And um, uh, very next chapter, uh, uh, chapter 25, verse 31, uh, Yeah, reiterates that again. It, It says there, Matthew 25, verse 31, that it says this, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him. It's interesting, Nick. Um, if if I can just uh, just mention something here, the, the Bible says that when Jesus comes, He's going to come in power and great glory. It's making a real contrast to how He came the first time. Yes, Jesus came the first time as a as a helpless baby, yep, born in a in in a manger in a stable. Yep, uh, some shepherds were received the news, but you know, fairly fairly. Unnoticed, fairly quiet, very modest. But the next time Jesus comes, very, very different, with power and great glory, and all the holy angels with him. Now, um, all the holy. How many angels are there? I don't know. Um, but here's what's interesting: when we think of the um, the resurrection of Jesus at the mm-hmm. tomb, you, you you remember how you know, how it describes there that um, uh, an angel appeared first day of the week and rolled the stone away what happened to those guards that were posted there they all fell down on the earth like dead men yes just one angel yet when Jesus comes it says all the all the angels are going to be with him so you're know, trying to imagine this thing you know um, we, we, we've noticed it, it says he's coming in the clouds he's coming in, in the sky mm. Uh power and great glory, surrounded by thousands and thousands of angels. That's why um, it, it will be clearly an audible and a visible event. The Bible says His coming will be literal, it'll be visible, it'll be audible, it'll be glorious. And, um, and then as we go on, uh, final aspect, as we describe the manner of His coming, His coming will be sudden. Mm-hmm. His coming will be sudden. However, Nick, uh, the Bible does not teach that he's going to be secret or silent. Uh, here in uh, Matthew chapter 24, uh, we, read, we read this. Uh, it, it says there in verse 42, for example, Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord will come. Uh, and it reiterates in verse 44, Therefore be ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man comes. So it, it, there's an element of surprise and suddenness there but not secrecy or silence, Uh, because in this very same chapter, just a little bit earlier, for for example, in um, verses 26 and 27, it says this, Therefore, if they say unto you, Behold, he's in the desert, don't go out there. Or if they say, Behold, he's in a secret chamber, don't believe it. Uh, very next verse says For as the lightning comes out of the east And shines even unto the west So also will the coming of the son of man mm, be mm.
1: Wonderful, wonderful Hey Joseph, I'm trying to play a song If that's possible you know, We try to fix this uh, problem And uh, if I succeed with that We are going to take a short break Play a song and we'll come back uh, again I'd like to play a, a song about the second coming of Jesus Christ Let's see if this works and if not, we'll just come back to you, Joseph.
0: hearts with fear Freedom we all hold dear, dear Now is at stake Humbling your heart to God Saves from the chastening rock Seek away pilgrims' trot Creation's away Jesus is coming soon, soon. Morning or night or noon Many will, many will meet their due Trumpets will, trumpets will surely sound All of the dead shall rise Bright as feet in the sky Go and where, go where no one dies And we're bound Love us so many This in God's word, word is told, He was about. When these signs come, come to pass, nearing the end at last, last. it will come very fast, thrones will sound. Jesus is coming, coming soon, soon, morning or night, night or noon, noon. Trumpets, will, Trumpets will surely sound. All the dead shall arise. Rise to meet in the, the skies. Go no where no one, no one dies. And we're bound. Troubles will soon be yours. happy Forever forevermore. Free from all care Rising up in the sky Telling this world goodbye Oward we then will find glory to share Jesus is coming soon Morning or night or noon Many will, many ma- will, may ma- ma- they do Trumpets will, trumpets sign. will surely sound all of the dead shall rise right feet in the sky going go where no one dies, and bound. Jesus is coming soon morning or night or noon many will many will they do trumpets will trumpets stand. will surely sound the
1: skies no, man, no, no, man, man, no one dies and uh, welcome back to Fate FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is Joseph Matichik we are talking about will our world ever end that was a beautiful song Joseph uh, mm. uh, sang um, and uh I just want to, before we move on, uh, I like to give away some uh, some things, and uh, please again um, send us an SMS on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. If you like the DVD Final Events, if you like this DVD in your hands, please uh, send us an m- SMS, and we'll be happy to um, to organize that for you. Also, Joseph, there are uh, a few other things going on here, right here in Adelaide for us. Uh, uh, some uh, uh, events. Mm. Um, what What would you know about uh, the one in uh, Brighton? Yeah. yeah. So
2: um, Monday nights, Nick. Uh, Monday nights. Um, there is a, a series, a great series that's running called Bible Spotlight. And um, yeah. So anybody that uh, might be in the um, um, the Adelaide Southern Adelaide region, it's it's uh, being held at the Brighton Seventh Adventist Church um, at Number 10, Amelia Street, Hove. Uh, Monday evening kicks off at 6.30 p.m. And um, it's a great series, um, presentations on Bible Spotlight. Looking at a number of the questions, number of the topics, number of these uh, uh, presentations that we're, we're kind of covering here. Um, and, um, yeah, it would be great if anyone's um, uh, available and in that area to... To, to go along.
1: Also, uh, Joseph, I would like to advertise a program which we are going to run in Mawson Lakes. Okay. Now, Mawson Lakes, it's a, um, a f- very friendly group, you know, which we meet every um, Saturday uh, from uh, 10 o'clock to 4 o'clock. We have lunch, we have fellowship together, and we're organizing a program for Give to Live. And where's,
2: now, where's that happening, th- th-
1: That hap- That happens, uh, Joseph, uh, on the Denison Centre, uh, number 12 to 24, Garden Terrace, Moss Lakes. Mm-hmm. And the first session will be on the 19th of this month, 19th mm-hmm. of February, 6.30 in the evening. Okay. The ones to follow will be about uh, five uh, sessions. And we encourage those people who come uh, uh, from the second, uh, the third presentation to be the same one because we are going to share some stuff there, you know. Um, and the next programs will uh, happen Saturday afternoon from uh, two p.m. on the same location. Mm. Uh, this is a very interesting program. We mm. just had um, this weekend. We had uh, a lady coming there and shared a little bit uh, with us about the program. Okay, and I think that that will be very good to to come uh, to come along. Yeah, for- forgive to live. That's for forgive to I- live.
2: Interesting, interesting topic, Nick. Uh, really, really interesting. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, hey, Joseph, uh, we, are, uh, we are moving on. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what else uh, can you share with us on this uh, topic which you are talking today? Uh, will our world ever end? Yes. And uh, what we've seen, Nick, is that, yes, the Bible
2: makes it clear that our world will end and it will end with the second coming of Jesus Christ. And the Bible is also very clear on how Jesus will come. Now, uh, we have looked at uh, the description that the Bible gives us about the manner of his coming. Uh, Some people might think, well, why is that important? Well, it is very important, Nick, because Jesus himself uh, gave this warning um, when he was asked about his coming. The first thing that Jesus said is he said this, Watch out that no one deceives you. Whoa. And then he says, for many will come in my name, mm. saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. That's from Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 and 5. So it is really important that we understand, um, not only that the Bible says that Jesus will come again and, and that the world will end, but we also need to understand how he will come because there, there will be, uh, a, a um, an impersonation; there'll be there'll be counterfeit. There, there will be uh, the, the, the enemy, the devil himself. Ultimately, doesn't want people to be saved, Nick. And so, uh, whereas Jesus is coming to um, uh, to, to, collect, to to gather his loved ones to take people uh, to the heavenly home, um, the devil doesn't want that. The enemy doesn't want that. Sure, and so he'll do anything. And the, the, his last desperate act will be to um, uh, to try to um, to fool people and and the way he works is through deception is through imitation and uh so it's really important that we uh understand carefully what the bible describes to us about the the return of Jesus Christ we need to read everything that the bible says about the return of Jesus yes otherwise we end up with the concept um well we can be misled and and not be not be ready and and that, and god forbid that we miss that also, what can happen is we can end up with um, understanding a concept that some Christians have, and that is this idea of, uh, if you like, of two comings. Nick, mm. um, one is when the, um, Christians, the, the, some people have this idea that, that Christians are going to be uh, raptured, and then seven years later Christ will return. Uh, so there's this there's this idea uh, among some people out there. Uh, this idea that um, uh, what'll happen is um, people are going to be, the believers are going to be taken away, yes, and others left behind mm-hmm. for for the period of tribulation, as, as as it's sometimes referred to in some Christian circles. But Nick, the Bible teaches that Christ's return is the decisive moment for all people, mm. both believers and unbelievers. Uh so let's get this. This is, this is really important. Um, the Bible makes it clear that the return of Jesus is the decisive moment for all, the saved and the unsaved. Here's, here's the reality of what will happen when, when Jesus comes. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, uh, verse 16 says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Mm. So, the Bible talks about here the Lord Jesus descending and that the dead in Christ, those believers who have died believing in Jesus, it says they, they the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then it says, then the uh, 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 we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with
1: them in the clouds, caught up together with them. That's very clear in the Bible. No, it is not room for mi- for mistaken interpretation. Exactly right. Exactly
2: right. Um, and and if then we look at another description over in Second Thessalonians uh, chapter two, it says that. Um, that the uh, the wicked will be uh, consumed by the brightness of his coming. Mm. Uh, now that's not a very pleasant thing, Nick, but th- that's the reality. So, okay, get this: um, what we've seen, uh, Jesus, the coming of Jesus will be visible. Uh, it'll be audible. Uh, it'll be glorious with all the angels is coming in the clouds, and uh, and what we find is. Uh, The dead in Christ will rise first. Uh, Then it says, we who are alive and remain, that's that's the believers who are alive, will be caught up. The non-believers, they're consumed by the brightness of his coming. Why? Because they have chosen not to believe and accept Jesus Christ as their savior. Do wow. you see that? Yes. And so they they cannot exist in in his presence whereas those who have accepted Jesus have accepted his his gift of salvation. They they have um trusted in him and accepted if you like his righteousness yes uh, which makes it possible for um them to to be taken into his presence. And so, this is a very dramatic event that's going to take place on this earth when Jesus comes. Nick, um, the believers are going to be caught up; uh, the non-believers are going to be consumed by um, by the brightness of His coming. And then it says, uh, "We we are caught up." The fact that we are caught up. It says the dead in Christ will rise first. Do you, do you get this? The dead in Christ are going to rise first, then we are going to be caught up. Mm. What does it tell you about Jesus coming, how far he comes down, Nick? Well, that, doesn't that allude to the fact that Jesus' feet won't actually touch this earth when he comes down? Yes. Okay? Yes. He comes, but he doesn't actually touch the earth. We're caught up to meet him in the clouds. Um, and, um, yeah, Nick, then, then there are other, a couple of other... Um, Description I mean the Bibles, as we said, this is a, such a common uh, uh, major theme. Uh, there are a number of passages that refer to it. Uh, Jesus himself in fact um, uh, shared uh, uh, some parables a number of parables that that talked about the second coming i 'm just going to touch on uh, one very briefly this one 's found in matthew chapter uh, Matthew chapter thirteen and um It's a parable where it talks about the wheat and tares or good crop and good seed that grew and a crop and bad wheat. And Jesus says there in that parable, uh, they both grow, and, um, he, he says there, Matthew chapter 13 verse 30, let both grow together until the harvest. Mm. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather you together first the tares, bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Okay, this is a parable. This is a story. Uh, it's a harvest scene. And what he's saying, come harvest time, uh, th- It's all going to be harvested and they're going to separate the wheat. It's going to be obvious what the wheat is, the good crop, from the weeds or the tares. And it explains to us, we don't have to guess, verse 39, it says here, uh, the enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. Yes. When's the end of the world? When Jesus comes back. So when are the wheat and the tares uh, separated At the second coming. Um, And so... Yeah, the Bible portrays that to us. Uh, And then, of course, uh, we have, you know, the Bible talks about um, the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Christ and Lord in Revelation chapter 11.
1: Beautiful. Joseph, time is running very quickly. I wonder if we have time to just uh, touch uh, on uh, some of the messages coming from our listeners. Mm -hmm. Uh, Would you be able just to share maybe one?
2: Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, it's great, and thank you very much for for um sending your, your questions and your comments into us here on Drive Time, Nick. Um, one here from uh, from Michael, and uh, he uh, he um he asks a, a couple of questions, you know, about um uh, this idea of the second coming of the Jesus. Um, and he's he's actually raised this idea here that um Christ and his angels came in judgment to bu- to burn the tears in seventy A.D. Mm-hmm. Uh. He says here he he has dealt with evil, um, and, um, that this, this took place, uh, they were, the tears were burnt in 70 AD. Um, now 70 AD is the year when, um, the fall of Jerusalem occurred. Yeah, the destruction of Jerusalem. The destruction of Jerusalem. Mm. Um, now, respectfully, um, that that's not what Jesus was referring to in this parable. He's talking about the end of the age.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, because, just very quickly, Nick, one clear way we know that, Jesus says the harvest is the end of the world. The end of the world did not occur in 70 AD. Yeah. Um, uh, Jesus gave various signs, and we're going to talk about that in tomorrow's presentation, I know, so I'm not going to touch on it, but um, G- the disciples asked him, what will be the sign of your coming into the, the age? And he predicted the destruction of, of Jerusalem. Now, he gave one answer, answer for two separate events. The other thing is in Revelation chapter 14 Nick, um, there is a, a harvest scene that's depicted um, where, where the Bible says, thrust in your sickle and reap. It's talking about the second coming, the end of the world. So, no this, this did not occur in 70 AD.
1: But thank you so much for uh, writing us and uh, all your messages are uh, considered and uh, we have to finish here, yep. Joseph with a very short thought. Let's, let's bring it all together.
2: Uh, the Bible teaches that Christ's return is the decisive moment for all people. The second coming of Jesus is a definite irreversible period that God places at the conclusion of humanity's history on earth. It marks the end of the world as we know it. And the final thought, the second coming will affect every person on earth in one of two ways. Mm. Those who accept the Jesus and are looking for him are going to say, as it says in Isaiah 25, Behold, this is our God, we have waited for him. And sadly, those who've chosen not to be ready um, are going to be like those described in Revelation 6, who are going to cry out to the rocks and the mountains to fall on them and hide them from the coming of the Lamb.
1: Thank you so much, Joseph, uh, for being with us today. Thank you for listening to us. Please join us uh, tomorrow as we are continuing to learn a little bit more about what Jesus had to say about the end times. Until then, may God richly bless you.